Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mental Health Monday is an informational podcast and should not be used to replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a healthcare or mental health care professional. Mental Health Monday can't be held responsible for the use of the information provided. Please always consult a trained mental health professional before making any decision regarding treatment of yourself or others. Self-help information and podcasts and information on the internet is useful, but it's not always a substitute for professional assistance. Unless otherwise noted, guests of Mental Health Monday are not doctors or licensed in any way. Our hope is to make a connection with you and be more open and honest about everyone's mental health. Enjoy the podcast. Mental Health What's up? Thanks for checking out another Mental Health Monday. My name is Riggs from Riggs and Alley on 103.7 KISS FM. Mental Health Monday is just another way to break the stigma around mental health. Capitalize the men in mental health because I like to talk to men specifically because men are the worst at talking about their feelings talking to every man that I know. Well, mostly every man that I know. But Mental Health Monday can really be for anybody. I'm just trying to bring awareness and start a conversation about mental health. I got a message from Mary on Facebook that said, From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for bringing awareness to mental health. My son is nine years old and has been hospitalized three times for self-harming and once attempted to end his life. Today, my son came home and I noticed something was just not right. He told me he's been very depressed being bullied and wants to die. Oh my God, my heart shattered. When we got home today, I checked his body and he was being harmed at school. Andy, that's me, Riggs, I just want to say that you have helped so many people. Please don't ever quit because you're a huge inspiration to many. Now, if we could just get mentors for our young children, I think things would be better for our young children and teens. God bless you, Andy, and never quit fighting for us who suffer from mental illness. That's just a message that I got from somebody that was impacted by listening to our discussions about mental health because it's good to talk about it and be open about it. You can totally tell in society, on social media, on television, how there's been a shift in the mental health discussion. There's a new show on ABC called A Million Little Things. This show, within the first five minutes of the show, starts with a suicide. It's a group of four friends, and one of the friends jumps off of a building. That's how it starts, and that's how these friends react to it, and it's everything that was going on behind the scenes, and they've known this guy for so long, and how could he do it? And we're just at a Boston Bruins game, at a hockey game last week, laughing and chumming it up. How could he possibly do this? It's a great thing to see a conversation and mental health and even suicide being discussed so openly because it's just like any other disease, mental illness. It's like any other illness, so... I would definitely recommend checking out that show. It's powerful. It's almost like This Is Us powerful, where if you have an attachment to mental health or even suicide, like myself, I mean, I've lost a couple of people that I know close to me to suicide, so I was in tears watching this show. <laughs> I, was, I was a wreck, but it's emotional. It's powerful. But A Million Little Things, I would recommend it on ABC. It just premiered this past Wednesday, the 26th of September. Now, let's get to this week's guest, Dr. Adel Corker. Dr. Corker ran a 5K in all 50 states in 50 days this year. 
And he's based in Delafield, Wisconsin, so he was a quick drive away to get his story. Please welcome to Mental Health Monday, Dr. Adel Corker. Now, you started as a nephrologist. I'll save you the Googling. A nephrologist is a kidney specialist. Now, how did you go from being a kidney specialist to getting in the field of mental health? That's a very good question. I... um I've been practicing medicine and, and particularly nephrology for over 30 years. And during the time that I practiced uh, medicine, I've always felt that mental health issues have not been adequately addressed mm-hmm. uh, with patients. Uh, patients who suffer from uh, chronic renal disease end up on dialysis or have a transplant often suffer from a great deal of uh, psychological issues. Uh, driven by their illness and sometimes it's driven by economic conditions and by by cost of care and the number of medicine that they're taking. And I've noticed that over the years that this has been an area that's been underserved. Mm-hmm. I also saw it in other patients as well in my own practice. But on top of it, I personally suffered from uh, uh, mental health issues. I have severe panic disorder. Uh, I had a major panic attack uh, some 20 years ago, and I thought I was going to die. Had a cardiac cath, had a, in fact, had two cardiac cath. Ultimately, the physicians that were doing my endoscopy said to me something, I think you probably have a panic attack. And yeah. so I went and researched it, and it was, I was like a classical case of it. So for about 25 years in my medical career, I have suffered from severe panic disorder, but I managed it with, uh, you know, primarily running. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happened is that I, when I was first diagnosed with it, I was just always a runner, but never really competitive and didn't do a yeah. lot of distance running. But I always did it just to keep my weight down and and um, and be healthy. So I decided to take up running more seriously. And in fact, I did my first marathon. Uh, about uh, six months after I had my severe panic attack. 26 miles. At 26.2 miles. Well, since then, I've done many more. Many more, right? <laughs> many more marathons as oh, well? Yes, I've oh, done wow. many more. In fact, I'm about to do Athens Marathon this coming November, and it will be my, I believe, my 20th marathon. You've said something with your uh, foundation, the staggering lack of mental health care or access to mental health care. Can you elaborate on that Very as, true. as a doctor? Yes, yes. When I decided to establish a foundation, and I decided decided to make mental health as as the issue that my foundation is going to be focusing on. I decided that I think the thing to do is to try to do something big to really bring attention. Mm-hmm. And the fact that running has helped me with my anxiety, I decided to run. Uh, and, and running 5K in all 50 states in 50 days really tell, is to let people know that mental health problems is common. It's everywhere. And why do it in 50 days? It's because time is of the essence. We really need to do something about it. So so, you know, why is it that it is, you know, it, it's it's such a uh, underserved area is that during the time I was doing my 550-50, I interviewed a lot of people. One of the major complaints that they had is that access to affordable and quality mental health. You see it across the country as a whole. Your question is why? You know, we have a shortage of psychiatrists. We have a shortage of, of, of psychologists and additional, you know, uh, professionals involved in, with, with mental health. Um, why the shortage? I think the shortage could be driven by economics, that the fact that psychiatrists probably don't get paid as well for the services. There's still the stigma associated with it that might be playing a factor. You think people are afraid to get into the field? I, I think 
being a psychiatrist is a very taxing and a very challenging work. Listening to everyone's problems, to everyone's all problems, and dealing with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 above all, I think that the overall view of mental health in reference to other health issues. I mean, you've got the brain and you've got the rest of the body, and for some reason, we don't think of the brain. Only if you have a stroke or something of that nature, then we start talking about the brain. But in reality, the brain guides every action that we do in our life. Mm-hmm. How we feel, how we think is really a function of how our body ultimately reacts. It's, it's an interaction that's going on constantly. So we tend to address the physical issues, but we don't address the mental issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's definitely a lot more money in, in being a cardiologist or a gastroenterologist or a nephrologist or someone who addresses bones because the patient comes in, you fix it, and they go. When it comes to mental health issue, it's not that way. It's an ongoing care. Mm-hmm. It's a care that goes far beyond that initial interaction you have with the patient. And it doesn't end quickly. It, it, it could last a lifetime for a patient who has bipolar disorder. Anxiety, or, or anxiety, or mm-hmm. schizophrenia, or any of these serious mental health issues that are there. I mean, they're everywhere. I discovered on my journey across the country, I had over 2,000 runners or walkers participate. Each one of them had a story, either of their own or, of a, fa- or a family member or a friend. They each have a story that can be, that are often very, very, very serious and very concerning and, and, and emotionally very draining. Yeah. And this links us into the 5K in 50 states in 50 days, which yes. is incredible. And you started this in Hawaii? Yes, yes, we started in Hawaii. And I remember when, I, when we got the first run and we had about 60, 70 people running and they yeah. all had the shirts of the foundation. And, and I remember the first run, it was a kind of a rainy day uh, and we were in Oahu and, and I I started crying. I just couldn't believe that this is actually happening because we had been planning for it for almost a year. I'm looking at and, a map here in your office. <laughs> is this where you did all the... Yes. There's, there's little yeah, pins yeah. in each single state on yes. the map. Yes. And this is where you did the runs in yes. every state. Yes, yes. We organized those runs. Yes, yes. And then from there, we went on to Alaska, and then we came down to Seattle, Washington, and then down to Portland, Oregon, and then San Diego, California. Logistically, how did you make this happen? 50 states in 50 days. So we had a combination of... Uh, flying as well as driving, we divided the country into seven different regions. We flew between the regions where we wa- what we drove between the others. Okay, so you didn't actually go to different runs. You kind of made your own five Ks yes. yes. in each one in each situation. Yes. So it was a yes. ahead of time. Hey, we're going to be in Nevada right. this day. Right. I was going to ask what you did with all the T-shirts, but you made them yourself. Because I know when you go to a 5K, you collect a T-shirt. I thought, 50 shirts? That's amazing. Did you make a quilt of all these shirts? Or no, no, what no. We, we have one set of shirts yeah. that, that that has the, the logo on ours and the duration that, that, that from because we started on May 5th to June 23rd, and that was a shirt. And we, you know, we printed... 2,500 shirts and we use over 2,000 of them. So, And this wrapped up in Wisconsin is where you finished it? Uh, yes, we wrapped up in Wisconsin, yes. yes. Is this yes. something you plan to do as a annual thing? I mean, how did the first year go? It far exceeded my expectations. We have reached over we had 2,000 runners and walkers uh, but we also reached on social media uh, and, and regular media and print media we reached over 85 million people. Wow. At one point our Facebook was seeing a traffic around seven or eight thousand visits a day. Wow! So we 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 had a huge huge followers, and we still have followers on our Facebook. 
it it is it is very important to me to know that there are people out there who 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 must not feel that they are alone because you know it, in the people with mental health issues tend to they feel everything's closed on them and they don't know who to talk to and i think if there's anything i accomplish in this mission is to let people know that they're not alone mm-hmm. there are thousands and thousands of people millions of people in this country that are out there and they they just need to reach out. And I know there's help out there. And, and I know nice. there's help out there. There is. Yes. There is. Yes, there is. Yes. And there's people out there willing to listen, people like yourself. Mm-hmm. So why do you feel there's such a stigma around mental health? I think that there's a great deal of stigma mental health driven by a variety of factors. Number one, uh, because it's always viewed as there's something really wrong with you. Mm-hmm. It's always being, it's thought about being something that reflects weakness, uh, especially among men. Very you much know, so. Absolutely. Men who, you know, you see it in the military a lot, you know, when have anxiety or stress or, you know, oh, be a man and deal with it. And the think back of the days when people lived on the farm. If you ever confront your parents or your friends with the issues that you have, it's like you're you're not real. You're not a person. You're not a man. You can't deal with it. So uh, this continued to be the case. And unfortunately, the, the stigma is not just involved. It does not only involve the public, but it also involved the medical profession to a great extent. I've heard that. I think physicians and healthcare providers sometimes don't really address mental health issues. They, they, you know, I have not infrequently I would hear uh, physicians or nurses referring to a patient as crazy or out of it, yeah. or you know, in reality they may be anxious, they may be frustrated, they may be sad, there may be personal issues associated with their with their reaction to the situations that they're in. Often it's not looked upon that way. Now, you've established a foundation, the Adelby Corker Foundation, and on your website it says that your mission is to help make the world a better place for those suffering with mental illness. So what would be your picture-perfect world for mental health and mental health care? The perfect picture is a picture of which there is no stigma. You approach your mental health issue just like the way you approach your stomach and your your knee and your elbow and, and your diabetes. That's that's the perfect picture. From a from a standpoint of delivering care, we need a parity. Mental health need to be at par with physical health. Mm-hmm. So we cannot we cannot um, take care of patients bones and not take care of their brain. Uh, so I think we need to have that parity care. Yeah. And then foremost important is education. You know, and especially in the early stages, uh, my my feeling is that uh, early early detection of mental health issues very early from childhood can be extremely important to prevent Major problems as 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 as, as we grow older, uh, it's been shown over and over again now that kids can have anxiety when they're two years old. You know, so we need to start detecting, put more efforts into early detection in schools, uh, and pediatricians yeah. uh, who who are seeing those kids in that early stages. So educating the parents, the schools, the doctors, the children, the kids themselves, the children yeah. themselves. You know, one of the things I would love to see, uh, there's a recently a bill that was passed in the state of Virginia and the state of New York where uh, it's mandated. Mental health education is mandated in, in all in all levels of schools. Yeah. I would like to see that happen in Wisconsin. 
I would like to see it happen in all 50 states. In all 50 states, there absolutely. You right. Absolutely right. Ironically enough, after we recorded that interview, New York became the first state to require that mental health be taught in all grades. Elementary school, middle school, high school students are required to learn about mental health in traditional physical education and health classes. So not only will you get your sex education and you get to play you know, with a big parachute in the middle of the gym, but you're also going to learn about depression and learning signs of depression, signs of anxiety, signs of suicide, which is a great first step in breaking the stigma. Can we get this in all 50 states now? Can we make that happen? Thanks again for checking out another Mental Health Monday. By the way, Dr. Corker will be launching another 55050 in 2019, and he's having a 5K of his own on October 13th at Nagawaki Park. You can find out more about his mission at 55050.com, spelled out F-I-V-E-F-I-F-T-Y-F-I-F-T-Y.com. Thanks to Dr. Corker for being my guest on this week's Mental Health Monday. Thanks to you for listening. Mental Health Monday is a Riggs Off the Radio podcast. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening at home or at work or at school in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, the night. Whenever you listen, I appreciate it. Make good life decisions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.